This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard. On pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. My name is Dustin Gold and you are listening to episode 143, part two, folks, part two. As I told you, I'm trying to get in the habit of tagging these episodes to make it easier for you to navigate the hell which is apple podcast now that's refusing to play episodes in order folks we are working on that we'll let you know when we have a solution all right let's get into the guilty plea over here at wikipedia it says a federal grand jury indicted kaczynski in june 1996 on 10 counts of illegally transporting mailing and using bombs all right so he was arrested april 1996 two months later june 96 grand jury indicts him on 10 counts of illegally transporting mailing and using bombs kaczynski's lawyers headed by montana federal public defenders michael donahue and judy clark attempted to enter an insanity defense to avoid the death penalty, but Kaczynski rejected this strategy. On June 8th, 1998, he asked to dismiss his lawyers and hire Tony Sarah as his counsel. Sarah had agreed not to use an insanity defense and instead promised to base a defense on Kaczynski's anti-technology views. After this request was unsuccessful, Kaczynski tried to kill himself on January 9th, so the day after. Sally Johnson, the psychiatrist who examined Kaczynski, concluded that he suffered from paranoid schizophrenia. Forensic psychiatrist Park Dietz said Kaczynski was not psychotic, but had a schizoid or schizotypal personality disorder. In his 2010 book, Technological Slavery, Kaczynski said that two prison psychologists who visited him frequently for four years told him they saw no indication that he suffered from paranoid schizophrenia, and the diagnosis was ridiculous and a political diagnosis. Some contemporary authors suggested that multiple people, most notably Kaczynski's brother and mother, purposefully spread the uh, image of Kaczynski as mentally ill with the aim to save him from execution. Now, I would just ask you this. Uh, let's look at 
Kaczynski in two parts. I think you have to do this, folks. Because I've been thinking about this, where I want to go with this and what the point of all this is, is separate the message from the messenger. So if you take the message, industrial society in its future, and, and we'll eventually review uh, his uh, second paper, Technological Slavery. It was written in conjunction with uh, someone else who he was writing to from prison. And so uh, that one I'm going to look at a little bit differently because it could be tainted. We don't know, uh, honestly, what went on in prison, if it changes perspectives. But we'll take a look at that. But my question is, if we separate the message from the messenger, so read the, the, the industrial society's future short of the part where he says we had to kill people to get the message out. Does the message sound crazy? Does it sound like the message of a paranoid schizophrenic? Well, if he is one, then I am one. And then you were one. If you listen to this show and you recognize that the folks at Bank for International Settlements all the way down to World Economic Forum and then our own government and then all their puppets like Elon Musk, Peter Thiel, and the rest of them are trying to build a technological prison around us, they tell you they're doing that. They tell you they're doing that. They tell you that they are genetically modifying folks. I mean, that's not a secret. It's not a secret. I mean, there's billions of dollars in private investment capital going into this stuff. The quest for immortality, uploading their brain to the cloud, uh, injecting young blood into their bodies. I mean, this is all real stuff. So are we a, are we paranoid schizophrenics because we're just connecting the dots and talking about what these folks are actually doing? I mean, World Economic Forum is dedicated to talking about building the technocracy, merging the digital, the physical, and the biological worlds, bringing to fruition the fourth industrial revolution. So Kaczynski's paper is not a paper coming from the mind of a paranoid schizophrenic. Now, that's why I say separate the message from the messenger. Now, if Kaczynski did, and the official narrative says he does, or said he did send all these bombs and uh, kill and maim people, all right, that's one thing. But the paper is another thing. And sometimes I wonder, was he really the person who wrote the paper? Now, interesting thing. So far, and I've researched this throughout the years, maybe you guys can help me. Because I, I just, I've got to spend four or five hours at one shot doing this. Is there a video out there of words actually coming out of Ted Kaczynski's mouth? Does it exist? I haven't found it so far. I asked Marie Albanese, co-host of the Thomas Paine podcast on Fridays, to look for me as well. And she's going to do that. Because I, I have not found one. Now, in I believe it was 1999, Kaczynski supposedly does this interview with a reporter. And I've watched this little mini documentary on YouTube. Maybe we'll review it here, uh, or you can go watch it. He supposedly does an interview with a reporter. It's recorded on audio, but I have not found video coming out of his mouth. I find it to be strange because, again, this case was as big as the O.J. Simpson case back when I was in high school. Uh, everyone was following this. I, I said to you, there was no Internet then. So if something was on TV news and there was only a few stations and then written in the Washington Post or the New York Times, everyone heard about it. You know, everyone who paid attention to any sort of news heard about this. It was everywhere. 
uh, every time there was a bombing over the 20 year period from the mid 70s to the mid 90s it was on tv you know is this the work of the unabomber it was like uh pre 9 11 so after 9 11 everything was about muslims before that it was all about kaczynski and different serial murderers so let me know if if you see that folks but again separate the message from the messenger when you think about this because i'm not 100 percent positive that the official narrative is true i mean the government's involved how true could it actually be all right let's continue it says on january 21st 1998 kaczynski was declared competent to stand trial by federal prison psychiatrist johnson Quote, despite the psychiatric diagnosis, end quote, as he was fit to stand trial, prosecutors sought the death penalty, but Kaczynski avoided that by pleading guilty to all charges on January 22nd, 1998 and accepting life imprisonment without the possibility of parole. He later tried to withdraw this plea, arguing it was involuntary, as he had been coerced to plead guilty by the judge. Judge Garland Ellis Burrell Jr. denied his request, and the United States Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit upheld that decision. In 2006, Burrell ordered that items from Kaczynski's cabin be sold at a, quote, reasonably advertised internet auction end quote items considered to be the bomb making materials such as diagrams and recipes for bombs were excluded the net proceeds went towards the 15 million dollars in restitution burl had awarded kaczynski's victims kaczynski's correspondence and other personal papers were also auctioned Burl ordered the removal before sale of references in those documents to Kaczynski's victims. Kaczynski unsuccessfully challenged those redactions as a violation of his freedom of speech. The auction ran for two weeks in 2011 and raised over $232,000. Well, Kaczynski could have turned those into NFTs, folks, non-fungible tokens today, and they probably would have made a lot more. Uh, Imagine being the person who uh, ended up on the FBI watch list after buying like Ted Kaczynski's underwear. Like, I want his underwear. Okay, put this guy on the list. No, folks, I I was actually thinking a couple of years ago when I first met uh, Mike Moore from the Thomas Paine podcast, he had in the works a possible prison interview with Paul Manafort, one of Trump's guys, and it was brought up conversation between mike and maria albanese that i could probably go handle something like that for true pundit which was mike's outfit at the time and uh, i started doing research into uh, kaczynski whether or not i could try to get an interview with him and i saw that he had not uh really granted any interviews except for this supposed 1999 interview and at the same time uh he he was actually in colorado supermax at the time i think they just moved him recently into some prison for real sick folks and i said to maria you know what if i write the guy a letter and i start requesting um to interview him god what the hell is going to happen because at the time i wasn't partnered up with 
a news outfit and I didn't want to bring any heat on <laughs> Mike, all of a sudden this Dustin Goldcat starts writing Ted Kaczynski. Hi, I really liked your paper. Uh, you pointed out all the bad things about the technocratic system. Can I come and see you? I mean, the FBI would come knocking at my door in about two seconds. But I think it would be a fascinating interview. I'd love to know Kaczynski's take on everything that's going on now, especially post-COVID land, the high school theater production. I'd like to talk to him about Peter Thiel, lay out some of the companies that Peter Thiel, Elon Musk, others are involved with, and ask him, uh, hey, could uh, could you have predicted this? Uh, show him what's going on with CRISPR and gene editing. I don't know how much information he has access to when it comes to the outside world. I don't know if he's allowed on the internet, if he could read magazines and newspapers. Uh, I don't know what letters actually make it to him because every letter you send to a prison is open and read by the prison guards before it actually makes it to the prisoner so who really knows what he has access to but it, it god it would be a fascinating fascinating interview i think i I'd do that make a documentary and retire folks um so i don't know i'm contemplating doing it but at the same time now i've got the wife and the kid do i really want my name going into some database it probably already is just for covering this stuff on the podcast ladies and gentlemen all right listen i'll be right back we're going to wrap up this wikipedia piece in the next segment and then move on to this very important atlantic article ladies and gentlemen my name is dustin gold with the dustin gold standard right here on pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Join the discussion at Payne.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back from the break. My name is Dustin Gold. You are listening to the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. All right, let's get into the incarceration. And I did look it up, folks. Kaczynski was moved in 2021. I, I think it mentions it here on Wikipedia. If not, I pulled up an article for you. Uh, he's in North Carolina, not in Colorado now. Supposedly, uh, he's still there. So this is under the section incarceration. It says Kaczynski is serving eight life sentences without the possibility of parole at ADX Florence, a supermax prison in Florence, Colorado. Early in his imprisonment, Kaczynski befriended Ramsey Youssef and Timothy McVeigh, the perpetrators of the 1993 World Trade Center bombing and the 1995 Oklahoma City bombing, respectively. The trio discussed religion and politics and formed a friendship which lasted until McVeigh's execution in 2001. In October 2005, Kaczynski offered to donate two rare books to the Melville J. Hersevitz Library of African Studies at Northwestern University's campus in Evanston, Illinois, the location of his first two attacks. The library rejected the offer on the grounds that it already had copies of the works. The uh, Labadee Collection, part of the University of Michigan Special Collections Library, houses Kaczynski's correspondence. 
with over 400 people since his arrest, including replies, legal documents, publications, and clippings. His writings are among the most popular selections in the University of Michigan's special collections. The identity of most correspondents will remain sealed until 2049. In 2012, Kaczynski responded to the Harvard Alumni Association's directory inquiry for the 50th reunion of the class of 1962. He listed his occupation as prisoner and his eight life sentences as awards. <laughs> Well, at least he has a sense of humor, folks. In uh, 2011, it was reported that Kaczynski was a person of interest in the Chicago Tylenol murders. Kaczynski was willing to provide a DNA sample to the FBI, but later withheld it as a bargaining chip for his legal efforts against the FBI's private auction of his confiscated property. The United States government seized Kaczynski's cabin which they put on display at the museum in Washington, D.C. I've been there, folks. We did some corporate events there. Until late 2019, before it was transferred to a nearby FBI museum. On, it's probably sitting in the museum right next to J. Edgar Hoover's uh, lingerie. <laughs> this is the Unabomber's cabin, and over here is the first director of the FBI, J. Edgar Hoover's lingerie, folks. This was his nipple tassels, and over here we have his handcuffs. Not his FBI handcuffs, but his furry pink handcuffs. Yes, this is it, folks. J. Edgar Hoover, wonderful guy, fantastic person. Goes on to say, on December 14, 2021, 79-year-old Kaczynski was transferred from the Supermax prison in Florence, Colorado, to the Federal Medical Center, Butner, North Carolina, for health reasons. Prison staff have not disclosed the precise reason for his transfer. However, in correspondence with a pen pal, Kaczynski indicated he was suffering from terminal cancer. All right, folks, so if you want to write them, you better hurry up. Uh, this is a section here, Legacy. Kaczynski has been portrayed in and inspired multiple artistic works in the realm of popular culture. These include the 1996 television film Unabomber, The True Story, the 2011 play P.O. Box Unabomber, Manhunt Unabomber, the 2017 season of the television series Manhunt, and in 2021, the movie Ted K. The moniker Unabomber has also applied to the Italian Unabomber, a terrorist who conducted attacks similar to Kaczynski's in Italy from 1994 to 2006, except he would send his bombs in a pizza box. No, I'm kidding doesn't say that prior to the 1996 united states presidential election a campaign called unabomber for president was launched with the goal of electing kaczynski as president through write-in votes he was portrayed by shardell copley in the 2021 film ted k 
In his book, The Age of Spiritual Machines, 1999, futurist Ray Kurzweil quoted a passage from Kaczynski's manifesto, Industrial Society and Its Future. In turn, Kaczynski was referenced by Bill Joy. Isn't that interesting? Ray Kurzweil, as you know, we covered him in the first few episodes of the Dust and Gold Standard. He is the gentleman who ended up uh, becoming the chief engineer at Google, who injects himself with vitamins to try to stay alive. He wants to put nanobots in his body he really coined the term singularity the merger of man and machine the point in which ai becomes smarter than humans and uh, wants to upload his consciousness to the cloud you know in turn kaczynski was referenced uh, by bill joy co-founder of sun microsystems in the 2000 wired article why the future doesn't need us joy stated kaczynski is clearly a luddite but simply saying this does not dismiss his argument. Um, Ludite, I mean, folks. Professor Jean-Marie Apostolides has raised questions surrounding the ethics of spreading Kaczynski's views. Well, I guess I'm unethical then. Various radical movements and extremists have been influenced by Kaczynski. I guess I'm a radical and an extremist as well, folks. People inspired by Kaczynski's ideas show up in unexpected places from nihilist anti uh, anarchist and eco-extremist movements to conservative intellectuals uh well am i an anarchist an eco-extremist or a conservative intellectual ladies and gentlemen uh, uh anders Bering brevik the perpetrator of the 2011 norway attacks published a manifesto which copied large portions from industrial society in its future with certain terms substituted for example replacing leftist with cultural marxist and multiculturalist that's interesting folks that's interesting now myself personally and i'll be honest about this uh i said industrial society its future i think was this great warning uh, and let, let's just take this from the official narrative and let's just pretend that the story we're reading is actually accurate kaczynski wrote it he bomb people he killed people he maimed people now i i have said before i i don't believe that you um end this or win this battle against the technocratic transhumanists in a bloody revolution at this point because the system is just too big you can't organize enough people against it it is an intellectual battle i agree with kaczynski on that point um, I don't agree with, and I won't be mail bombing anyone. I don't think it actually does any good. Although, if I'm going to be honest, it did get the paper published, and look, 28 years later, someone like me is actually talking about it. Um, so I have to be honest about that. I'm, I'm not going to lie. So the paper was published. It did reach people. Although uh, I, I don't think that. That is the answer, nor do I think it will solve anything. Uh, I've just never been into the idea of a bloody revolution, even before, you know, the fake January 6th nonsense. I've said to people over the years, when I was coming out of more of the conservative patriot style movement, even Trump MAGA, if you did something like that, folks, like rode into the Capitol, literally started 
hanging people as folks had talked about i I don't understand what good it actually does because you're going to take back what the capitol building you're going to take back the government the entire structure this is why industrial society is future is important and all the work we've done here is important when you understand that we live under this culture of technocracy just taking out politicians does nothing You know, Silicon Valley uh, runs the majority of this country at this point through the technological infrastructure. So to try to go after Washington, it it just doesn't make sense. Fortunately, in that patriot conservative movement, you had a lot of, uh, you know, ex-military and stuff that would talk about this online uh, when these YouTube shows were big, the show I produced before. And um, to me, it was always nonsensical people try to look at things in simple terms and it's not that simple you have to really change the ideology in this country in this world away from technology and that's really what breaks the whole system returning people to nature if you can't do that a bloody revolution isn't going to do anything no one's going to get involved the only bloody revolution that's actually going to happen is if the elites kick off a purge scenario by shutting down the electrical grid by choking the supply lines uh and starving us out and that would be a revolution um against us because we'd be running around killing each other in the streets. It goes on to say, over 20 years after Kaczynski's imprisonment, his views have inspired an online community of primitives, uh, primitivists, primitivists, and neo-ludites. One explanation for the renewal of interest in his views is the television series Manhunt Unabomber, which aired in 2017. Kaczynski is also frequently referred to by eco-fascists online although some militant fascists and neo-nazi groups idolize him kaczynski described fascism in his manifesto as a kook ideology and nazism as evil in april 22nd 1998 episode of law and order entitled disappeared appears to have been inspired by the kaczynski case now what i will say here is these uh, fascist and neo-Nazi groups, for the most part, I think you should have learned this over the last few years, organized by the government, their government puppet organizations. I'll eventually do a whole series on this fake neo-Nazi nonsense because in a past podcast I was involved with, we spent time battling some of these characters in the YouTube neo-Nazi space. And these guys are all connected up to the feds. Really shady stuff. I mean, I could do 20 episodes on this. We did so much research uh, into this stuff back in the day. They have these folks come out and pledge allegiance to someone like Kaczynski to further tarnish industrial society and future and the idea of driving people away from the technocracy into wild nature i mean that's all that paper was about folks and so they'll attach things like this to it in order to tarnish it now you can go down here through wikipedia as i'm slowly doing and marie albanese co-host of the thomas Paine podcast that you guys love uses wikipedia for this purpose as well 
this links up so many different books, so many different articles. I mean, I could spend an entire lifetime uh, dedicating myself to researching everything in and around uh, Ted Kaczynski. I mean, really, honestly, you could become, this could become your profession, just becoming a Ted Kaczynski expert and trying to put all this together. But I have to create a giant board behind me it would look like Carrie from Homeland uh, sitting there with uh, photographs and articles and papers and strings and yarn going back and forth. I mean, a crazy, crazy map, ladies and gentlemen, to put all this together. And in the end, I say, well, what are we really going to discover? I think over the next couple episodes, I'm going to show you some really interesting stuff and we'll move on and we'll eventually come back to his uh, paper on the technological prison and see if we could pull out some more information in regards to what's going on today and going on in the future. But I don't want to go too deep into this because there's more important stuff that we have to cover, and we've also got to get into uh, more solution shows here at the Dustin Gold Standard. All right, folks, I'll be right back. I'm going to take a short commercial break. My name is Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain.tv slash you're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Join the discussion at Payne.tv slash gold. 